It is easy for worship leaders to feel alone. There is tremendous pressure on us each week to perform, to lead, and to help direct an amazing experience of worship and connection to God. But it's so overwhelming. There's no place to go to talk through these unique challenges worship leaders face. Welcome to the table. Hey guys, I'm Jason Squires, the Director of Mentorship for Worship Leader Magazine. Uh, this Welcome to the next episode of The Table. This whole month we're talking about how to put out fires on a Sunday morning. When problems arise, how do you handle them? Today's podcast, we get to go in depth with one of our mentors, Darnisha Taylor. Uh, Darnisha is a worship pastor in Brandon, Florida. And today we are joined by her as well as her tech director, David Prince. Um, in this podcast, we're going to talk about why it's important that all of these problems don't fall on one person's shoulders on a Sunday morning. Doing ministry as a team is vital. It's important to have more than one person who can handle problems when they arise. And so join us um, on this episode of The Table. Hey everybody, uh, welcome to the next episode of The Table. My name is Jason Squires and I am the Director of Mentorship with Worship Leader Magazine. Uh, and today we have an exciting conversation uh, with two people, not just one. Uh, it's, we're talking, to get, talking about uh, putting out fires on Sunday morning and what it, what it takes to do that. And today we're going to talk to, to about what, what, why, the, why it's important to have a team. But before we do that, let's do introductions. Darnisha, why don't you t kick us off? Hi, everybody. My name is Darnisha Taylor, and I get the privilege of being one of the mentors for Worship Leader Magazine and work with Jason. It's so awesome. We go way back, by the way. <laughs> um, I also get to be the worship pastor at Bay Life Church in Brandon, Florida. Prior to that, I did ministry in California and actually in Michigan for, for several years. So it's just an honor to be here today and to have one of my teammates, uh, David Prince, here with us as well. David, can you go ahead and introduce yourself? <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. So my name is David Prince. And like Darnisha said, uh, we get to work here together. And uh, it's, it's, it's a great, uh, great experience. Uh, I've been here at Bay Life Church for 14 years now and uh, spent some time at another church in Indiana. Um, so I've been doing it about 17 years and uh, yeah, love what I do here. Awesome. I love it. Uh, so this, this month, like I mentioned, this month's topic is on putting out fires. And before we jump into the, the content, we got to hear about these fires. Like mm -hmm. what are your guys is, what is like your worst thing that's happened to you on a Sunday or like well, the worst fire you've had to put out or that, you, that you've been a part of? Well, I feel like one of the fires that I really remember the, the most was um, when I was church planting in Sacramento and our drummer did not show up. The whole team was there, everybody was on time, and our drummer chose to not be there on time. And when I say chose to, that means there wasn't, a, there wasn't an emergency, there was nothing you know, prohibiting the being on time, that was just choosing not to be on time. And we had really worked hard as a team to have sort of a, um, here's, what's, here's our expectations, um, here's our uh, respect towards one another that we will do. And being on time was one of those things. And so 
um, when the person didn't show up, we kind of powwowed as a team. And I'm like, hey guys, you guys really worked hard to be here. We're setting up and tearing down. I understand when emergencies happen, but it this just feels like a gross, uh, just dismissive thing to the whole team. And, and we just kind of came to a consistent consensus that morning that that was not okay. And we really want to do our best for the Lord. And, and so we're just, just still going to worship anyway, but we were going to worship without a drummer that day. And mm -hmm. so that's what we did. And I have to say it was a, it was a growing time. It was a time, it was a growing time, not just for us as a team where we came together and supported one another in that, but also for me as a leader in um, kind of walking the team through that with respect, not talking badly about the drummer or anything like that, but just saying, hey, I'm going to have a follow-up conversation with this person just so that they know it, this is really important. And so it was very, um, it was challenging, but it was probably one of the best things that ever happened to us. Uh, those are Those moments are growing moments, but they're also, they're good to help you kind of shift your perspective on What's important? It is because we we understood that we could. I'm, I'm going to quote. My, I'm going to repeat my quote. I think I'm going to repeat it. Uh, Praise <laughs> the Lord without all the pieces. Yep. And so we're just going to give God the honor that He's worthy, even if we don't feel like we got it all together. That's so good. That's so good. What about you, David? Well, I'd, I'd say my biggest fire has uh, actually happened within the past month. Uh, I've never had anything like this happen before, but our entire computer network completely shut down on Sunday morning. That's never uh, good. It is never good. Uh, I showed up, I started turning things on and, you know, the more I turned on, the more I realized something is really bad. Um, computers weren't talking. Uh, our lighting board wouldn't talk to the dimmer racks. Uh, just everything was shut down uh, to the point where, you know, uh, the network was it, what happened was it was all bogged down with some bad equipment so it started creating network loops so the, the computers would get bogged down even our soundboard you'd unmute a uh, microphone and it'd take three minutes for that button push to cycle through so Jeez. it was uh it was it was rough so you know we, we had to just kind of figure out um number one can we do church we said what well, you know we're going to try even if uh, even if it's uh, acoustic worship, we're going to do it. And uh, so we've tried uh, to get a, a rehearsal going and we got enough of the system going that the band could practice without a sound check because they couldn't adjust their own ears. Uh, so it, it was just it was fun. But piece by piece, <laughs> everything just kind of fell in line. I love how you nonchalantly just go. It was fun. Yeah. It, was, it was we had a blast. It was memorable. I'm, I'm telling you, though, that it was interesting because that was a weekend that I had uh, one of our other worship. I wasn't here that weekend. And mm -hmm. we had one of our other le worship leaders leading. And I tell you, it was such a bonding thing because when I came back, the first report I asked is, how did it go? And everybody was like, it was wonderful. We worshiped the Lord. It was great. And later I heard about all the technical challenges that were going on because the focus wasn't the challenge. The focus was Jesus. Yep and how the Lord helped the team figure it out and still worship as they walk through it. So attitude is so important when you're walking through the challenges of that, those moments. And when your team and when your congregation sees you navigate those with, with a godly presence 
and still worship the Lord, it's amazing how it brings a community together and how much uh, more you actually get accomplished. It's the stuff that's underneath the surface that you get accomplished. Not so much, oh, every light worked at the same at the right time, every microphone came at the right time. But it's that it was that heart that really shone through. That's that's amazing. The um so you guys get to work together as a team and like Darnesha, you're on stage, David, you're you're out in the in the sound in the sound area. Um let's talk about running ministry as a team. Uh, and not putting everything on one person's shoulders, which I think is a big deal in a lot of times all of the problems or all of the stress falls on one person to make sure that Sunday morning happens. Why do you guys think it's important? What, what's kind of the importance to running ministry as a team? And why is it important to have that team um, in place? Well, I, I guess I, uh, from experience, I know it's important to have that team because uh, when I when I first started working in technical ministry, um, I was so excited to do what I wanted to do. Uh, I'd, I'd done everything but technical ministry, which I felt God really prepared me for. And when I started, I wanted to do it all myself. So it was kind of a selfish kind of desire to, uh, to be involved and being an introvert, it was okay for me not to have a bunch of people around me it's, as technical people sometimes feel. Um, I quickly realized that's just a recipe for being burned out. Uh, my family life got all out of balance and, uh, um, you know, and I believe that I, in looking back on it, I don't think I was, uh, being a good steward of the gifts that God had given me and the, and the talents, uh, because he gave them to me to, to, to spread them around and, and give other people the opportunity to do it as well. So, um, once I did that, I was able to, um, you know, realize that I can give, some of this to other people and uh it's less stress on me and they get the joy of doing everything that i get to do as well so yeah i agree with that david and the, when you talk about the gifts i think god has given the church many people with many gifts and what i have found in ministries that have learned to ministries companies homes families whatever but um, that have learned to invite participation and invite people to be involved. That's where growth happens because you allow people to learn as they're going. This is not, church is not professional. Church is, is people coming together to serve and worship the Lord together in one accord. And when we just get to an idea of this is just a professional thing, if it's not polished and perfectly, then our children don't get to grow, don't get to learn along the way. Um, you know, those who, who normally wouldn't be invited to the table, whether because uh, they're a different culture or a different gender or a different age or a different talent level, um, then we, we miss out on the beauty of what the church is in the body of Christ is. So I think that's really important. The other thing is trust and respect. If we don't foster a team mentality, then we, we, I think we end up undermining ourselves with trust and respect. You have to trust people to, um, feel that this is this is as important to them as it is to you and when we when we build a bond of trust and uh and and respect our community flourishes absolutely and i think let's go back to david's um fi the fire you talked about a minute ago mm -hmm. like had had 
you guys not had a team in place, that could have really foiled. I could have been really like, like been bad if you hadn't have been set up to do something and Darnisha hadn't like gone. This is you, you, you do that. You're kind of like planning out the system. Yes. Um, you can't, if the, if one person's gone who understands everything, then you guys can't do it. You guys can't be together. You know what I mean? It doesn't work. It doesn't work right. that way. And, um, I think cause a lot of times too, the, uh, I can't tell you how many churches I've been to where the worship leader is like fixing the sound and then, and then adjusting the slides and then working on lighting before running, sweating as they walk up on stage, yeah. as other people are watching them do, do that. It's like, no, yeah. you gotta, you gotta trust. Right. One, so you can be gone at some point and be, right. and you know, cause health is important too, but it's a, um, it, it doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work to do everything on your own. Right. So I'd love to speak to that a little bit more because yeah. it, it surprises me how many um, churches I talk to where they do not have a preparation time separate from the service. Mm. Sound check. Yep. So I, ha I feel like I don't have to deal as with as many fires on Sunday morning because on our rehearsal week time, we try to figure out any issues that there might be. So usually we, we rehearse on Tuesday nights. So usually Tuesday nights is when in terms of the music part of especially, all that stuff is worked out. It's like, we got, if there's an issue with the sound, if there's an issue with the in-ears, if there's an issue with the microphones, if one of the instruments isn't patched in correctly, we, we get all of that stuff done instead of all of that stuff being on the list to do which we didn't know would be on the list to do yep. on a Sunday morning and so that creates a whole lot less tension on Sunday morning because on Tuesday we've done a really uh, we try to do our very best to handle anything that uh, would normally pop up on Sunday morning the other thing that we do is we ask for our in our in our case we have a camera director and we also have someone who does CG, which is the computer lyrics and stuff like that. We ask them to be at rehearsal with us. And what I have found over the years is that many ministers are so tentative about asking their volunteers to be at a rehearsal time or at a preparation time. One, because they don't structure their rehearsal time well and people feel like they've wasted their time. And um, two, because we think we're asking too much of people. Um, what I found is if you structure rehearsal well, so that you're not wasting anyone's time, and if you then ask people then to attend, people want to do their best, yep. even if it's uh, on the computer, even if it, they want to have time to prepare, they want to be aware of what to do so that they can do their very best for the Lord because they're serving the Lord in giving of this time this is not just their job this is what they are willing and wanting to do and the more we say you're willing and wanting to do we are wanting you here the more people seem to respond in kind and are excited about being there They're like absolutely i'll be there i got an hour and i you know i'm happy to do that so i would say really encourage worship pastors don't be afraid to uh, structure your time well and ask people to be there. That's amazing. Yeah, and I, I, th I think that even in the case of the CG operator, as you were talking, Darnisha, 
Um, not only does it bring them in and give them more seat time and able to work on the equipment that they're going to be working on, it makes them better in the moment that if something uh, strange happens on a Sunday morning, they've, they, they're more familiar with the equipment and can respond without having to bring someone else in, uh, escalate it up to me having to come in and, and try and fix it for them. So it just makes everyone a little better. Yeah, and you have you don't have the pressure of uh, a service happening in an hour to get yes. to ma to make that you can kind of get more familiar. That's 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 so good. How do you guys feel like your different roles complement each other? Like, I mean, what in in the fact of like what you guys each have a br bring a different aspect to the weekend, and what are you? Um, how how do you feel like that complements each other? So when I first came here, one of the things that I um, really hope to do was really bring harmony to our team and let David know, hey, David, I respect your input um, on, on what you professionally know. You know this area. I, I don't know this area. I know some part of this area, but I don't know everything about this area. Yes, I've done sound. Yes, I've done mixing. Yes, I've done lights. Yes, I've set up systems and torn them down. But David is the expert. You know, he really knows what's happening. And so um, I think establishing respect, establishing clarity of roles, um, and then letting uh, David know that, hey, if, if you have something that you need to share with me, I'm, my, I'm open. I want to hear what you're sharing. We may not always agree, but yeah. <laughs> that's just anybody, you know, right, and it's right, okay. Right. It's okay if we don't always agree but it's always so okay if we, we we can talk about things like we are talking about changing out our drum system and david didn't understand why i wanted to change it and i'm like but david this is a really great idea and he's like i don't know if this is a good idea <laughs> i'm like well let me present the full idea and because this is what i really want to do and i promise goes, you're gonna like it you're gonna i promise like it. you're gonna like it <laughs> And after we had some conversation, he did. He was like, okay, well, that, this sounds like a good like a good solution. And so communication has been really, really key. But complementing each other, I think, is that challenging of each other, but also respect for what each one does. Yeah. Yeah, and comprom compromise does come into this. I mean, I, you know, you're not ever uh, gonna get exactly what you want in your way. Um, but when you have this relationship, you're able to talk it through. Darnisha has a wonderful artistry that I just love. Uh, she's, she's so good in so many different ways, musically, visually, and she, she can bring all these things together. And, you know, sometimes it's a challenge to figure out how it's going to uh, translate on our stage. You know, we don't have a huge facility with uh, with a big fly uh, space where we can fly sets in and out and do these these things. So, if we want to be creative, we have to figure out how it's going to work. So, we're able to talk about it, have an open line of communication where she says, "Here's her, her ideas," and then I can say, "Okay, how will it how will it look on our stage? How can we make this? Uh, can we change this idea? You're you know, can can we make it a little bit more compact?" Um, how's it going to look on camera? These, all, all these things can come together uh, with this open line of communication and it just makes the whole, um, the whole program better. And I would add to that because, so David is a part of, of my team. So 
the upline is I I communicate then to our senior leadership, so our senior pastor, our executive pastor. But David also has a line of communication to our senior pastor and our executive pastor, just because we have a great a great office environment here. Okay, but in terms of responsibility, um, that's the that's the uh, uh, hierarchy, if you will. Um, so when something happens where David is communicating to me and saying, hey, D, here's what I'm being asked to do. And I can see where this is going to cause us some troubles, but I can't tell our executive pastor or our lead pastor that this is going to cause a problem. Um, I have that authority to do that where I can go and I can have David's back and say, hey, D hey, this isn't going to work. And here's the reasons why. And here's what we're discovering. And being able to let David know, hey, if you're saying that something's not going to work, know that I have got your back. Or if our lead team says, okay, but can you figure out how to make it work? Yep. Then I can help David, you know, sort of go, okay, how do we best set this up then? So help. So I'm kind of like this in-between person that, um, tries to ask the right questions and put together the right challenges so that we can all come together in, in uh, uh, an agreeable space. Now, Darnesha, you, I'm going to deviate from our questions for just a second. Okay. Um, you were at a, you did church planting at, in, in Sacramento. So yes. you've done, you've done where there isn't a lot of people. Involved. Yes. yes. And, and now, now you're at a place where you have a team, and you, obviously there's a benefit to a team. If yes. I'm at a, talk, let's talk to the person for a second at a church plant who is like understaffed and under, like, I don't know where I'm going. I like, we have problems arise and I'm the only person. What are yes. some ways to kind of like, um, identify somebody that could be in that number two, even in a volunteer role to just mm -hmm. kind of go like, we need help to make this team. Like, how do we create that team? Yeah. Um, from, in that in that in that kind of scenario because it's important but it's Absolutely. like where do you, you 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 you've done that so how do you how do you do right. that um so a couple of things one is make sure that you know your equipment well enough to be able to um help guide someone who may not be as experienced okay so i tried to research equipment I didn't want any any equipment that was very like not volunteer friendly. We can get excited about you know the most current technology and making sure. And it was like that is not what we need. We need something that's easy to use. That if I have a volunteer, I can quickly train them on how to utilize this piece yep. of equipment. So the first thing was get equipment that's user friendly. The second thing is. If you can locate even one person who has whatever your priority is. So for me, priority was I need somebody who has a decent ear to mix the house and who I can train to push buttons on the soundboard. Yeah. <laughs> so if they've got a sort of a tech, technical, they may not be highly technical, but they've got an excellent ear because our focus when we're planting is not necessarily streaming. Our focus is making sure that what's in the house sounds good. So finding someone with a good ear or decent ear that I can communicate, hey, I want it to sound this way. Now, when I find that person, most often people, they hear their own, they hear 
the way they like music to sound. And so what I will do is I will equip those people with, here's a, an artist that I really like. I want you to listen to them and I want you to listen to how they have the bass mix. I want you to listen to how the keyboards, I want you to listen to where the volume of the voices are. So it gives them sort of a structure to shoot for so that when they do come into the mix and I say, hey, I need more low end, they'll know what I'm talking about. Again, I've prepared myself well enough to communicate what I'm asking for. One of the worst things that I found is when a worship leader, they're trying to talk to an instrumentalist or they're trying to talk to a, a sound technician and they know nothing about what to ask for because they're saying stuff like, I don't know. It just, I don't know. It just doesn't sound right. <laughs> and that is not make helpful. It sound, make it sound better. I don't make know what better is. Better. <laughs> better is a good, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and it's so fresh. I found it can be so frustrating for volunteers. So the more you have where you know what you're asking for and you can say, okay, I need you to bring up the mid highs just a little bit right there yep. on that instrument. The more they go, oh, I can do that because they can twist a knob, right? They can, right. they can do a slider. And so you, you, when you're planting and the, the Lord is sending people and you have to just work with what you got, <laughs> you have to be very good at coaching, and, which means you also have to know enough about what you're asking that you can communicate it and train it well. Oh, it's, it's, that's amazing. Um, so a lot of fires happened with the lack of communication, a lot, lack of talking, lack of planning, lack of, you talked a little bit a minute ago about planning uh, with, with on the rehearsal side, but let's talk about Sunday morning. What do you guys do? Like when, when everybody walks in the room, do you guys do a serve a pre-service walkthrough? Are you guys doing like who leads that? What does that look like? And kind of what does your Sunday morning look like in order to kind of help that process? Great question. David sort of starts our Sunday morning. You want to talk about what you do as soon as you get here? Uh, sure. I mean, I, I, I like to really prepare as much as possible and create space that it doesn't have to be stressful. So I'm always trying to be here at least an hour before anybody else walks in the door. And the very first thing I'm doing is I'm turning things on and just looking for hints that something isn't going to be right. So I turn on the lights, the lights are, you know, the dimmers are responding. I turn on the soundboard, start playing some music. Okay, I got some sound coming for those speakers. Turn on the cameras. Okay, it's, everything's coming into the uh, video mixer well. Uh, start checking over the slides uh, for uh, worship songs, just make sure everything's working there. So, you know, once you've gone through there, you know, a lot of times, if anything's going to give you a problem, you're going to find out during that time. And then you're not rushed with uh, the, the rehearsal uh, looming upon you that uh, you have to be ready for. So uh, that's kind of where I start there. And then the team starts showing up. We do some prayer time and we talk about our service uh, that's on the technical side. Uh, and then 15 minutes after that, the band is uh, usually ready for a sound check to start. And that's uh, kind of where we start there. So when he says the team, he's talking about the technical team specifically. So they are slated to arrive 15 minutes before anybody else. And each of them will get an order of service and David will talk about each element in the flow so that they know what to expect and what to be looking for. Mm. On Tuesday nights at our rehearsal, we talk through elements that affect the praise team. We talk about those on Tuesday night. So that flow stuff has already been covered with the praise team. 
Um, so Sunday morning, that's when the technical team, which includes our camera operators and camera directors and stuff like that, they will at, at 745, that's what they'll do. And then eight o'clock we have, I usually will start with sound check. Now, many people don't understand what, how important sound check is and they just start playing. Um, but sound check allows for communication between the front of the house, which is who those people who are on the stage and the back of the house. Um, we have a um, understanding how to communicate to our tech sound technician. Number one, we don't all shout at the back of the room. We don't do that. <laughs> um, if there's one point person who is usually the worship leader, who if changes need to happen to the, to the soundboard, we're talking, we're communicating those through one person awesome. so that whoever's running sound, they are hearing one voice instead of 12 voices talking at them. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing we have are hand signals. And so we're blessed to be able to have our in-ear mix. Um, so the, the sound technician is in charge of our um, sound check, which means the sound technician asks for the instrument to play so we can make sure we've got a level. I'm not the one calling that. So as soon as I say, we're ready for sound check, Brandon or David, whoever's back there at the board will say, okay, kick. And everyone on the team knows we're paying attention to how it's mixed in our ears. Once we're happy with that mix in our ears, we give signals so that the sound technician knows everybody's ready to move on to the next thing. If we're still working on it, we don't give any signals, we're still working on it, and then we give our okay. Um, once, every, once everything is checked, then I do prayer time because I don't want everybody fiddling around, trying to get things together, trying to, no, we get the sort of the prickly stuff done and then we pray and then we run through. So um, we run through, we try to be completed by about 8.40, 8.45. And then we have, we just started a new live stream um, interactive pre-service. And so that gets launched and our executive pastor runs that. And then we go from that into our video announcements, which generally start about a minute before the service. And which means it's also the call time onto the platform for the praise team. We get into our places and we start service. Oh, that's amazing. So you, your video, the details, the video announcements, um, that's, so then there's no announcement time in the service. The video announcements happen at the beginning. So our yes and no. So what we do is any kind of uh, announcements that don't involve the entire church happen in in the video announcements. Okay. And then any announcements that our lead pastor feels like he needs to make, we call them our vision casting moments. So instead of just we're going to be here tomorrow at twelve o'clock, or such and such a thing. No, he he's casting the vision for why we're doing this. So people. Oh yeah relate this to we're growing our community in church we're not just getting together for a picnic <laughs> you know yeah, yeah yeah this is the reason why we're doing this together as a family so it's more vision casting than it is announcements ah uh, that's awesome that's awesome so when when problems do arise which they're going to no matter how much planning you do problems are going to arise they're gonna you're gonna walk in on sunday and nothing's gonna work um you're going to, you know, you're going to have people that don't show up because everyone's human. Like what is, what are some strategies you guys have found to help navigate those and some kind of like things to remember to put in the back of my brain when this, when the problem does come like, Hey, when do I know when, how do I know when to pivot? 
how do I know like what what are some things I need to remember inside and kind of kind of walk us through some of those ideas? Well, I think for me, um, you know, I, I I don't like to make them bigger than what they are. Um, being calm in the moment, not only um, for your own sanity, but for those around you, um, that you know, you've built enough trust that they kind of understand that you know what you're doing yep. and that we're gonna we're gonna take care of it. Uh, so I, I, if I need to go someplace, I'm usually, you know, unless it's an actual fire, I'm not running. It's a walk. <laughs> There's nothing to get too excited about. Um, and then you want to triage this. Really, how bad is it? Can we still um, can we still keep going while I troubleshoot? Can rehearsal continue? You know, uh, do you know what's wrong? If I know what's wrong and it's a simple thing, then maybe I'll uh, continue with the uh, sound check. And then say, hey, I'll go back and do this um, in five minutes because it's not going to stop the rehearsal. So I, I try and do that. So, um, but the most important thing is to communicate, uh, especially with Darnisha and the rest of team members, that you know that something's wrong and that you will take care of it. And once yeah. you have that going, I, I, I think it really uh, calms the mood. Yeah. Do you ever do you ever miss the days of analog boards and overhead transparencies? <laughs> is that no? Not a bit. <laughs> not a bit. Not even once. Not even, not even once. Not even once. Okay, I was just checking. I was just checking. I mean, you, you do you. I was just wondering. I mean, uh, well, yeah. What What about you, Donetia? Well, I think first of all, breathe. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think check your ego, because sometimes we get mad, and it's like stop it, because it's not about you. Um, I think uh, praying in that moment. Lord, help mm -hmm. me give me wisdom how to guide this moment. And then keep monitor the monitor the momentum of the moment. So, for example, if if it's like a pause and it's a long pause, then you have to be sure that you address it respectfully and calm, like David said, calmly. Um, I never want my team to see me disrespectful to another team member. You have one opportunity, you have millions of opportunities to do the right thing, but you have one opportunity to do the, do the wrong thing. And if you lose it over the mic wasn't on when it was supposed to be on, you know, um, and you, you exhibit that kind of attitude and behavior, your team, that kind of thing festers in the hearts of people. Um, and they they start to lose trust, they start to lose uh, care, they start to feel um, things that you don't want them to feeling to feel in that moment. You want them focused on Christ and it's your job as the leader to say, this needs to be addressed because everybody knows it needs to be addressed and we need to address it in a timely manner. So you can be firm, you can be, uh, have um, call for action, but you have to stay calm and respectful and then you have to focus if it can't be fixed right then you're just like okay well we're going to praise the lord so you have to yeah. change the environment change the attitude foster a, a focus so the the team goes okay well if she's not overly stressed about it then yeah. we're just we're going to flow with you we got you you know and that's the kind of thing you want to foster you don't want to foster oh man oh this is you don't and you don't want your team looking at your technician or looking at a band member going that person you know they made us less than great you don't yeah. want that oh 
this is so good ah this is so good this is why i'm i'm in, i'm over here taking notes uh this is i love i love what you guys are talking about um so this podcast we call this podcast the table um and because conversation i believe conversation good conversation happens around good food and um because it's i mean if i don't know about you guys but food is where food is where i'm like it's like my my uh my heartbeat here yeah, you love uh, so language. David, so David, if I was to be invited over to your house for dinner, what what is what are you serving? Like, what is what is your thing? Well, it, we live in Florida, so we have we are blessed with the ability to be outside uh, a lot of the year, and we're going to be grilling something. Uh, oh, it's going to be a ribeye. It's going to be burgers and dogs. But uh, uh, we just we just love that we can be outside so much of the year. So we, we try and take advantage of that wherever we could. Oh, you're, you're speed. That's, that's like my, that's my world. That's my mm -hmm. world. I just bought a, I just bought a new smoker last weekend and, uh, it's been used quite a bit already. It's uh, yeah. it's a, my neighbors are jealous. That's all that, but what about you, Donisha? Fast coming over. What are you guys doing? Jason, I already told you, I cannot cook. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to, are you, are you going to David's house? Are we going, are we going yeah, to meet yeah, David's house? Yeah, that's basically it. We're going out to eat. That's all does, I'm saying. Does Scott cook? No, is Scott. Scott does. Scott is a great cook. He hasn't cooked as a, a you know, real recently because he's been had some health issues. But Scott's a great cook. What 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 he what would he make when he was cooking? What was what's kind of like his? Oh my gosh, his he makes world. This, he makes amazing barbecue, but amazing yeah. um, soups and just really anything sandwiches. He he's just chicken. Just he likes to keep he keeps his chicken very moist. Yeah. A lot of people have a hard time with, but that brother got the touch. He knows how to do that. Oh man, I'm I'm in, <laughs> I'm in, I mean, you guys, yeah, this is fantastic. We uh um I was uh was interviewing somebody a couple weeks ago, and I was like, "What do you do?" And they're like, "We call Uber Eats. We don't we don't cook." I was like, "Oh, that's not nice. That's not fair." But, <laughs> but uh, I you guys tell you you talked about live streaming. What what are some ways with the church if we wanted to check out what you guys are doing online? Where do we find that at? Well, you can, our church website is uh, baylife.org and you can see us there each week. Our ministry, we do a lot of stuff online with social media as well, Baylife Church. And um, if you need, like, if you ever want to ask just a personal question, David, like I said, he's an expert in tech. He, he, um, so you can reach him at dprince at baylife.org or me detailer at baylife.org we'd love to connect and encourage you and in, in any way you need i love it i love it hey guys thanks so much today for hanging out i i appreciate the the chat and love diving into your guys's relationship as to, in, in ministry and how you make things happen um and so i just again i appreciate uh i appreciate you guys thanks for and having us no worries thanks, you guys, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. Uh, my hope is that you leave this podcast with some tools in your pocket on how to put out fires on Sundays. Um, if you would, if you wouldn't mind, uh, we would really appreciate it if you'd like or subscribe to the podcast, as well as leave us a review. You can follow us at Worship Leader Podcast on Instagram or at Worship Leader. You can follow me at at Jason underscore Squires. Um, we will see you guys next week as we continue this conversation.